This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, August 7th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Small progress on trade opening. Beef, pork exports, strong despite trade battle. And Chesapeake Action Plan unveiled. Starting small, Morocco opens to U.S. poultry. The Trump administration that is announcing some modest progress in the trade front, even as the tariff fights continue. Morocco has agreed to open its market to U.S. poultry for the first time, according to administration officials. Morocco is expected to import about $10 million worth of U.S. poultry with an additional growth over time. That would be barely noticeable in the overall U.S. poultry trade. Exports totaled $4.3 billion last year. Still, it would represent a significant expansion in overall ag exports to Morocco, which imported only $22 million worth of U.S. food and beverages in 2016, that according to USDA. U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer said the Trump administration continues to prioritize the opening of new markets for U.S. agricultural products. This new access to the Moroccan market is an important step in ensuring that American farmers and ranchers can continue to expand their exports. Bright spots in U.S. meat exports. U.S. beef exports are on a record pace so far this year, and pork exports were still higher for the first half of 2018, despite the impact of the Trump administration's trade disputes with China and Mexico. According to data released by the USDA and compiled by the U.S. Meat Export Federation, U.S. beef shipments through the first of 2018 up 9% by volume and 21% by value to top $4 billion. The value of U.S. beef exports had never exceeded $4 billion before August until this year. Beef exports hit a record $722 million in May and came close to that again in June at $718 million. Pork exports, meanwhile, trended lower again in June, mostly because of slumping sales to China. Pork exports in June were down 3% by value from the same month last year. On the positive side, exports are achieving solid growth in most other markets and reach new highs in destinations such as Korea and Latin America. That according to Dan Hallstrom, USMEF's president and CEO. So there is no time to dwell on factors the U.S. industry cannot control. We must continue to find new opportunities in both established and emerging markets. The U.S. exported nearly $3.4 billion worth of pork during the first half of the year, a 5% increase over last year. NRCS unveils action plan for Chesapeake Bay. A new action plan for the Chesapeake Bay watershed released by USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service envisions the training of nearly 5,000 public and private conservation professionals over the next three years. The goal is to help farmers reduce the amount of nutrients flowing into the bay, the largest estuary in the United States and the centerpiece of the largest TMDL in the country. TMDL stands for Total Maximum Daily Load, a type of plan that can be developed under the Clean Water Act to address pollution to water bodies. As a part of the plan, NRCS also wants to help producers implement conservation practices to improve water quality on 920,000 acres in the 64,000-square-mile watershed, improve soil health on 700,000 acres, and improve fish and wildlife habitat on 120,000 acres. 
The action plan comes at an opportune time for key states in the watershed, such as Pennsylvania, that are currently working on their goals for the TMDL Phase 3. That's due in April 2019. Since 2009, NRCS has helped improve 3.6 million acres of private working agriculture and forest land within the Chesapeake Bay watershed by providing more than $1 billion in technical and financial assistance to agricultural producers and others. USDA Undersecretary Bill Northey says the plan, quote, reaffirms our commitment to continue our partnerships to help agriculture producers plan and implement improvements on their land using voluntary conservation programs. Labor shortage pushing up ag wages. The ag labor shortage in California is putting so much pressure on farms that the state's coming $15 minimum wage isn't likely to have much impact. Dan Sumner, an ag economist at the University of California, Davis, says farm workers in some areas of his state are already making more than $15 an hour. In the Napa Valley, farms are paying $20 or more an hour. In the Central Valley, farmers are earning $13 an hour, he said yesterday at the annual meeting of the Agricultural and Applied Economics Association in the nation's capital. Nobody thinks that's going to be binding, he said, at the $15 minimum wage. The labor squeeze also is hitting home in the rural Midwest, according to James Marinowski, an Iowa State University economist. He described how processing plants are adding to demand for labor in rural Iowa communities, even as dairy operations already are struggling to find workers. The new Prestige pork processing plant in rural north-central Iowa will employ 900 workers alone. Bernowski said communities are going to have to get their acts together. Back to ad hoc, Congress and USDA once made a habit of handing out payments, often during election years, to compensate for natural disasters and commodity price declines. Crop insurance in particular was supposed to make such ad hoc programs a thing of the past. But some economists at the AAEA meeting noted that the administration's $12 billion package of trade assistance comes on top of billions in U.S. aid USDA is already providing for hurricane and wildfire damage. And on top of that, USDA has used its CCC authority to pay for more than $500 million to cotton producers for 2015 and 16. Another concern among economists, some farmers may qualify for the new trade loss payments even though they forward contracted their crops and may have lost little, if any, money. Ken Coble of Mississippi State University, the AAEA president-elect, said, We are moving back to an era of ad hoc farm assistance. Keep in mind, among the long-standing arguments against the ad hoc payments is that they are unpredictable and subject to the election calendar. Here's today's He Said It. They migrate less than economists do. That University of California Davis economist Dan Sumner quipping to a room full of agriculture economists that farm workers are far less likely to move between farming operations than they once did. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, August 7th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.